Hello everyone, welcome to this edition of the Creative Hustle Show. My guest today is Mr. Mohammed Abdi. Mohammed, welcome to the Creative Hustle. You're in the hot seat today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm very excited. <laughs> awesome. Can you uh, share with us um, the journey of your upbringing? Where were you born and raised? How did you get to this place? Yeah, so uh, my upbringing, my story begins, you know, being born in Kenya, Nairobi, in a refugee camp with my mom. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from Somalia. Um, I'm Somali. And uh, in early 1990s, there was a civil war in Somalia where, you know, it was just a very traumatic time for, for my people, and uh, we had to migrate to neighboring countries. So whether it be Ethiopia or Kenya, my family just so happened to be migrating to Kenya, and then my mom and my dad were neighbors for a little bit of some time. And then this wonderful child was born in December 1696, which is technically two weeks from today. And um, yeah, that's where my story begins. You know, it, it started in those uh, crazy, traumatic, you know, uh, environment, but. You know, uh, it's a trip, you know, sometimes we, we, we meet each other in the most craziest places. So I feel like my parents, you know, um, it, was, it was destiny, but, you know, they met in, uh, in, in a very interesting uh, way. And, uh, you know, but nonetheless, very blessed. Uh, we came to America in 1997. I was about five months. And um, the first year I ever moved to was Tukwila, Washington. And so Tukwila, Washington is my home. Um, I absolutely love it. And uh, I always feel comfortable. It's where my people is from. And uh, yeah, growing up, I just had to deal with the two different uh, difficult barriers, language barrier, the cultural barrier, trying to get adjusted to American society. And I just remember growing up, having seen my mom struggle speaking English and my dad, and had to, had to, had they had to migrate, you know, I mean, had they had to um, get into the process of trying to get themselves more familiarized with how to get paperwork done, you know, your green card, your passport, uh, how to be respected, even though you're a foreigner, you know, you're a refugee, you're an immigrant. So I remember these things as a young person. So it, it instilled me a lot of empathy and sympathy for my people. And I always wanted to become a leader, you know? And then uh, shortly after that, my mom uh, had seven other beautiful, amazing siblings that I have now. And um, I'm, a, I'm a proud uh, oldest brother of uh, one brother and six sisters. And uh, yeah, I, I think my leadership kind of stemmed from there. Wow. So you're the eldest of eight children and a first-generation college student. And so how did some of these challenges actually um, shape you as a person? How did they shape your journey in life in terms of what you're doing now, your career? Is that kind of what motivated you to get into be an um, advocate for mental health, for leadership, for um, health even? Yes. Uh... I think uh, sometimes uh, things come from, from the home, you know what I mean? Uh, so for me, my leadership skills, uh, my love for people and you know, human beings, uh, uh, the sympathy and empathy I have for people came from being the eldest, you know, being a, a, a role model to my siblings, showing them that, you know, um, you know, the right way, you know? And so it, at times, of course, it's difficult. Anyone that's the oldest can attest to this. It's not the most easiest thing in the world. <laughs> but, you know, um, sometimes it's, it's it's God's calling, you know what I mean? You, you've okay. chosen to be the oldest for a reason. And so it's yes. up to you to try to take advantage of those, those abilities and those capabilities and, 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 and what that role, you know, how important that is. And so for me, um, I was raised by a lot of beautiful, amazing queens in my life. I have six younger sisters, a mother, a grandmother. You know, she raised me over 10 years in my life. And so I think that's how I kind of gauge my emotional intelligence, okay. just to be mature, just to respect people. 
uh, if you know if you can treat your mom well, you can treat your sisters and your grandmother well. I think you you you'll be all, you'll be all right. You know you'll be all right in society. That is true. Um, you know because again we, we know how tough it is to be in this world for women. And so I, I have the most utmost admiration and respect for women. You know. And, um, and and folks, you know, in, in society in general, the, the, you know, people that come from low-income, you know, uh, communities, such as myself, being an immigrant, being a refugee, being a person of color, you know, we all have these systemic things that are already, you know, stacked up against us, you know, right, uh, yes. uh, we weren't born into wealth, we weren't born into opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, how can I not be naive and like just numb to that, but try to be that change, be that difference? And so. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, and also my name is Muhammad, the most common okay. name in the world. Yes. I was named after Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu in my religion, right. you know, being a proud Muslim. Mm -hmm. And Prophet Muhammad was the most profound leader in my religion. Mm -hmm. So my mom and my aunt, they named me after a leader. And I think at the beginning, I, I didn't really, was not a fan of it because it was hard to stand out. I was either Muhammad 1, 2, 3 or Muhammad ABC yes. in class. But after I got older, I realized how important it is and how beautiful it is to be called after such a renowned leader and so now I've taken those things you know from people I look up to my idols my my heroes and now I'm trying to be that leader be that change that I want to see in my community wow that is powerful and you're right um it's one of the most significant thing one of my favorite thing about being African is that they don't just give you a random name they give you a name that has a story and I'm actually quite impressed that you are out here living your life according to what your name is you know a leader and now you're growing into uh being one of the leaders and at, at such a young age too how is it that you chose that path out of you could have been doing a lot of things as a teenager what made you choose for example i know you are a board representative for the takula school district what made you choose that path as opposed to just being a regular teen doing regular teenage stuff yeah uh that's a phenomenal question. I, I, you know, uh, it, initially when you're trying to be different and you're trying to walk in your path, it can be difficult to some of the people that are around you. Uh, I take a different path compared to the people that was in my community. When you're young, you know, we've all been through peer pressure, you know, or bullying or whatever the case is. And and so for me, I remember at a time when I was making that that uh, you know, that uh, that that change in my in my life. Yes. People was like, wow, like, you know. It wasn't typical just um, just kicking it with my homies right, yeah. or doing the most chill things. Like, I always was just always in awe and interested in being in clubs, being in boards, you know, right. certain leadership roles at the school. Being, you know, I was a team captain of the varsity basketball team in high school. I was oh, wow. doing the assemblies, doing the intercoms, telling people to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance, what their food was, you know. The whole school would hear my voice. So, I, I you know, it takes a while to try to find your identity and find what it is that you want to do. That's true. But I had to learn that. It's cool to just be you, you know what I mean? If, okay. it, if it looks different to other people, just, you know what I mean? Be content and, and be unapologetic yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I realized for me, there's nothing more that I love than giving back, you know what I mean? Right. Being of service, you know, being a servant of God. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm a believer that there's a higher calling. I'm a believer that, you know, there's uh, there's a bigger picture in life than just mm -hmm. us, just, you know, just, just living, having fun. You want to leave an impact. You want to leave a legacy. And my legacy is basically, I want to touch as much lives as I possibly can. I want to leave an impact with every human being I ever encountered. And if I could help change one person's life, it's as if I, I changed the whole humanity. So I try to take that mindset. And uh, yeah, I just want to put a smile on people's faces. I want to leave an impact. And I want everybody to be like, you know what? That guy Muhammad, he's a, he's a pretty solid guy. You know, he, <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he helped me a lot. So uh, that, right. that would be the most of me. 
Yeah, the, and I agree. You definitely, you have made quite an impact. I remember the day when I met you um, at the, you know, CLI uh, cohort um, induction and you're the guest speaker that you're the guest of honor right on that day and i'm looking at you i'm like what is this young man you know why is he in this room at you know because a lot of people are like honestly at that age are trying to just find out where the parties are and just go and have fun right. um so i know obviously being a firstborn child you had some sort of responsibility over your siblings growing up and like you did say that you had a lot of influence from the you know uh your family your parents and all of that um did you what was your first introduction into politics per se like outside of like the school groups all of that what was your first introduction to actual you know um the thing that made you want to say run run for council yeah great question i get that all the time yes. so what to, to, to kind of put it all in, in, in one in one jumbo like the way i started getting into politics one it goes back to when i was 14. i've been giving back you know my seat since i was 14 years old lobbying bills at our state capital with uh, lobbying about immigration homelessness and education i was doing that for about four years in high school and i was kind of like the asb president of my school so there's a position called school board representative so i actually got to work with school board members and if you know school board members they're very similar to city council members yes school board members they look out for the interest and um the, the important thing that that affects the school district, so the, all the elementary schools, the middle schools, the high schools, the right. foods, the education level, the English, everything, you know, how mm -hmm. do we compare our education compared to all the other neighboring high schools in, okay. in, in, in the region? So I had that phenomenal experience at the age of 16. I did that for two years, from 16 wow. to 18. Okay. So when I did from 16 to 18, I was growing up, people always come up to me and say, Muhammad, like, you, you could be the next mayor, you could be the next mm -hmm. governor. And again, mind you, this is not my dream. My dream, if I had it my way, was to become an NBA basketball player. But okay. just like many people, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those goals sometimes are not too realistic, you know? I, I wasn't given the most God-gifted abilities, and I'm not six foot seven, and I'm not the strongest <laughs> guy, you know? But, you know, uh, I realized, you know, I have a love for just helping people, you know? Helping people is my, my central purpose. It's what I love to do. Okay. And so... That carried over from 14 to 18. I was able to be a school board member from 16 to 18. Right. And then I, in, in my community college at Seattle Central, and then going to UW in 2020, I was always a part of the, the Muslim Student Association Club, the Smart Student Association, Association Club. Uh -huh. I got to go to DC, school, my city council. I built a relationship with at the age of 14. Some of them I still work with today, they flew us out to uh, DC. Okay. So I got to talk to the state senators, uh, Maria Kentwell uh, 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 and Patty Murray. So we got to go to DC. So I'm like, wow, like I'm, I'm really helping put school on the map. You know what I mean? I represent okay. for my city in the national level, yep. you know? And so, you know, my my realization, my vision, my dream, it only gets bigger with the more opportunities I was able to bust to be having, you know? And so I got back, I finished college. I'm the first graduate of college in my family. Congratulations. You know? and then, That's uh, like, yeah, groundbreaking. Yeah, I, I know it. how that feels. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so after I graduated, the question came from my mom, my parents, my loved ones, Muhammad, what's next? You know what I mean? You've done all these things since you were high school to now. What is the, the next thing, the next career? What are you going to get into? And so I had to do some soul searching. I did a couple career surveys. I know we've all done career surveys. Oh, they, yes. Personality yeah. tests. Personality tests. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be the ENFJ, IFP, whatever right. the case is. Yes. Or it could be... You know, some folks love Zodiac signs, and some people like, you know, career surveys. So for me, I just needed to do a little bit of soul searching. What exactly do I want to do? And I realized 
people, people, whether it be counseling, being a, a teacher, you know, I'm more into the social services, can, okay. you know, a poli sci type of careers. And so my aunt asked me, mommy, you should, you should consider running for office. And I was like, wow, like the first thing I'm thinking, do I even qualify with my age? At the time I was 24 years old. I was just about to finish college that year. Okay. So I decided after a long time thinking my senior year, I, uh, I decided to run at, in May of 2021. I graduated June. During the pandemic. During the pandemic. I graduated during the pandemic and then I decided to run during the pandemic. Oh, wow. So when I look back at 2021, it was the most trialing, most beautiful year for me because I was able to accomplish two of my biggest dreams. Finish college and then I became the youngest city council member in my city's history. So, you know, um, I've learned that, you know, age is nothing but just a limit. You know what I mean? Like, don't ever limit yourself to age. You know, you can accomplish your dreams such at a young age. So, yeah, so that's what kind of got me to office. It was a culmination of my upbringing, and it led me to that journey. And and, and I think sometimes when people speak good, positive words or affirmation, mommy, you could be this, and mommy, you could be that. Sometimes you don't see it for yourself. The, the vision is kind of blocked. But the more people, you know, give you that positive energy, you start to think that, well, I could really be that. So I, I think it took a village. You know, it takes one to raise one. So right. uh, it helped a lot. <laughs> I love that. It does take a village, um, yeah. for sure. And I've seen you, as much as you're in Tequila, I might have, you know, stalked you a little bit on your Instagram. I saw you did a thing with somebody and then with somebody, you know, yes, yes. that might be something you want to share. Yeah. So, you know, the cool thing about being in politics, you know, when you, if you're open and you're willing to make connections and networking, you meet some great people. So I met a brother named Josh Bender. Um, he's, uh, he's the youngest council member in the state of Washington history. He was Amazing. elected at the age of 21. Oh, wow. And uh, me and him are very good friends. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, we went to an Atlanta conference with all the city council uh, members all across the country and all the mayors. Mm -hmm. So we always go to a national League of Cities conference once a year. It's always in a new city. So me and Josh, we became good friends since the day we got elected. We got elected at the same term, same year, same month, everything. And uh, yeah, he's just another brother from another mother, you know what I mean? Um, another African brother that looks and just looks like me, res I can resonate with, you know, we have a lot of similarities, a lot of things in common. So we just try to hold each other close because in this field of work, it can be very vulnerable, it can be very challenging. So you need to sometimes have a, a network, you know, a family, a village that you can fall back on. So we've established a great brotherhood. And uh, yeah, we, we, we just recently, when you looked at our Instagram, we did a workshop. Because, yes. you know, as young people, we want to not waste our opportunity and waste our our, our, uh, our such profound, you know, privileged role, you know. Mm -hmm. We want to give back as much as we can. How can we make it fun, but how can we make it education, informative, community, you know, make it very family-oriented. So we're going to start doing more of those, but we had a successful one. So that was what that was about. What kind of audience did you have for that workshop with Josh? Yeah, so we connected. So we had uh, folks from my community and the school community, the folks in the north. So mm -hmm. people from the south, Seattle, people North Seattle, yes. and we have people who come from Bellingham, so we, we try to make it open to the public, and we, uh, we had a very good uh, 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 good uh, amount of people that came and supported. It was it was nice, so it was a good turnout, and uh, yeah, we actually plan on doing more. So you know, we love to have all all you all you guys, you know, uh, down there, and uh, yeah, that's what it's about. Right, you know what's amazing? When I went in to look at that video, and I was like, just seeing the picture of two very influential, very powerful young black men. Um, that's an image that will stick for, you know, younger people out there, young Somali men out there or different, you know, minority young men. They will see themselves reflected in you, reflected in Josh's face. And it's really inspirational that you're actually taking time to reach out to those young people. Um, but what else struck me? The video. Apparently you edited it. So tell me a little bit about Mohammed the creative, because I know I've seen things here and there and... You know, would you like to share on that side of you? 
Yes, so uh, I do. I've, I've slowly found a new love, new interest. I like to, uh, you know, push content, positive content. Uh, so sometimes when I do these little gatherings, things like that, I'm like, how can I make this video um, inspirational? How can I have it uh, share a nice message that we can all relate to? Uh, what I've learned is videos are very powerful. Everybody has a time of their day to watch a video. Right. So as you see in today's day and age, like everybody either has an Instagram or a TikTok or a Snapchat. So we all have time of our day where we love to watch our loved ones, see how happy they're doing or how they're doing or, or people that we look up to or uh, people that we uh, aspire to be. So for me, like I said, uh, my platform, if you ever go to my Instagram, it's all, it's all fun, it's all creative, it's all family. And uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so you know what I found really cool about the video that you did um, on the day you, you and Josh had the workshop is the way you filmed it. It was zooming in on the people, the hairstyles, you could see all the diversity in the room and just the editing was on point. It was flawless and apparently you did that video. Yes, so um, you know, I can't take all the credit, but okay. yes, the person who edited it was me. So I've, I've, I found a new love when it comes to editing now. Um, I just need, you know, one of my good friends to capture it and I know how to turn it into like a, a nice reel, you know, a nice recap. <laughs> so my brother, I want to give a shout out to his name is uh, Dalton, you know, okay. we call him D-Boy. So uh, D-Boy, he's... Oh, D-Boy, I know D-Boy. Yeah, D-Boy, yeah, D-Boy Fresh. Yeah, we've done a couple little things mm -hmm. these past couple years. He's a great brother, uh, also from Kenya, you know what I mean? I was All born right. in Kenya, so, you know, that's my like long lost Kenyan brother right there, another brother from another mother. Awesome. He has been so kind and courteous, like... He believes in me, you know what I mean? So, sometimes more than I believe in my, you know, my creative vision, you know? So he's like, well, I'm like, I'd be more than happy to tag along and, and, and shoot this for you. So we built a great brotherhood, you know, a great, a great friendship. And um, he was like, well, I'd be more than happy to come, you know, capture this uh, moment for you, this, this wonderful workshop. And he did a phenomenal job. Like, so me and him, we, we just bought, we bounced back on each other when it comes to ideas. So, you know, we wanted to make sure it was not just about brothers and you know me and, and Josh speaking we wanted to feel inclusive and, and, and you know there's a lot to be a lot of engagement so he recorded the crowd and you know um, their uh, excitement or their initial reactions and things like that and so I think it just makes the video feel more whole it makes, makes it feel like you was almost there you know and so that's why my videos always feel like I want you to feel like you was there you know, so um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've picked up on <laughs> skills of editing, you know, right. and I, yeah, I, I think my editing is not too shabby. Oh no, it was on point. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, I come up with the music, I come up with the, the okay, put this clip on, cause, but it takes a lot of work. Editing is probably the hardest thing. Okay. And I think that's probably another t reason why like me and my brother, we work very well. He doesn't mind shooting it. Okay. Editing, it's not that he doesn't want to edit, but me, I, I, I already always have a vision of how this could go. You know what I mean? I don't know how it'll go initially, but all I need is to sit down a couple of hours and come up with it, you know? And I, and I can try to put it together, try to make it to like a, a nice little recap. So, um, but yeah, no, I, found, I found a new love of editing and uh, content creating. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I love how you collaborated with the brother from Kenya, you know, just more of that representation, more of that, because I know a lot of eyes on you, an African immigrant, um, you know, so when, you know, other people in your community see this kind of work, you you don't just have to, re you know, restrict yourself to one area. You can right. do so many things. Right. And so besides that uh, creative um, side that you have where you can visualize your video, you know, editing, I know it's a lot of like detail-oriented stuff. Yeah. Do you have any other ex expertise in you know, the arts field, what have you worked on? Yes, so uh, a couple of years ago during the pandemic, um, 
you know, COVID, you know, it, it really put a chokehold on a lot of us, you know, it forced us to kind of step away from things that we was already doing mm -hmm. initially because it was a scary time. I can't, sometimes it still to this day, I can't believe that we <laughs> lived through those times, you know? Yeah. Um, but during that time, I asked myself, Mom, like, first of all, we're quarantining a lot. We're not even seeing our friends no more. We're not doing all these things. So, I, you know, we all have to isolate. Yes. But I was like, this isolation feeling is not for me. I need people. I need to stay creative. I, the like, you know, I don't want to kill my creative creativity. Yes. So I told myself, Mohammed, like, what's something that you would do that you probably wouldn't do had COVID not existed? You know, what's a far-fetched dream that, you know, you can see yourself doing right now for the sake of, you know, time? And I was like, you know what, doing a documentary, you know, like, I was yeah. like, I'm young, I don't think I'll ever <laughs> have a chance to, you know, because I, I usually stay busy year round. So I was like, you know what, let's do a documentary. And at the time, you know, unfortunately, we had the whole situation going with George Floyd and Amanda oh, yes. Aubrey and Breonna oh, Taylor. That was a tough time. And, um, you know, it was very heartbreaking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, I'm a people's, purpose, a people's person, as you guys can kind of see, you know, and uh, I love people. And when I see my people, you know, dying and, 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 and being hurt, police brutality, it, it truly breaks my heart. Like mm -hmm. I can't, something I can't, I can't skip over without having to yeah. feel some type of way about it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I want to do something that touches on mental health. You know what I mean? In terms of the folks that do the work. You know what I mean? So I decided to call the documentary "Surviving the Movement." I did this with my brother Saul Goodwin, um, another creative. He had the camera equipment, the Black Magic camera, which was phenomenal. Oh, wow. He had the uh, the editing down and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like the producer, but also like. Like we helped through the narrating and, and the writing and the interviews and stuff like that. So I wanted to tell a story, like interview some of the, the strongest people I know that, you know, protest, you know, many, many years that are profound leaders in our community. And um, I was able to show a little bit of my family. My, my mom's in the film and oh. my younger siblings, you know. <laughs> I guess um, it a personal touch. Yeah, a personal touch, you know what I mean? I yeah. wanted to kind of culminate all those things in one. And so um, that documentary I did it in 2020 uh, in July. And I'm proud to say in the year after, it got recognized by the biggest mental health organization. Yeah. Mental Health America was able to get a media <laughs> award, you know, alongside wow. other Netflix films and things like that. So I was like, wow, like, wow. My, my film got so nominated. So you have an award under your belt? Like, yeah, you know. My goodness. I was like, who, who knows, whoever knew I was going to be a filmmaker, <laughs> award-winning filmmaker, you know? Wow. So, yeah, just, you know, um, I'm blessed, you know, like I said, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta try. You'll never know who's gonna recognize your work or who, who's watching when you least expect it. That is true. So yeah. Wow, awesome. I'm I'm so impressed. Congratulations on yeah. the award, by the way. Appreciate Should we look forward to a little bit more of that stuff? You know, get to see a little more of your creative side. Yes. Yeah, so okay. uh, I'll I'll say a sneak peek. You know, only on this show, by the way. Ah, I've never exclusive. Seen this show. Was exclusive. Okay. <laughs> so I think for me, uh, people don't know this. I've never publicized it, but I'm trying to do a short film of my council experience okay so i've uh you'll you'll see some you know some cool stuff some some speaking engagements you know i've been a little able, behind been, the scenes yeah a little behind the scenes you know uh -huh. what my life has been like as a council member so wow. i'm trying to see the culmination of four years so i've taken some clips before i got into office when i got into office the first year and i'm this general i'll be two years in so we're gonna try to you know make we'll it into a, full a nice story. Full, full story piece so only on this show so, oh wow this is amazing yeah I can't wait to see that um, and I know I love the fact that you've been documenting your journey actually because it shows people your growth in real time and it actually gives confidence that somebody else can walk this path yes. you know when you're showing your challenges your successes your wins all of that so I wish you all the best on that and I can't wait to see the um, documentary come yeah, out I appreciate it appreciate. <laughs> Wow. So what message or advice would you like to share with our listeners, especially those who may be inspired by your story and all the amazing work that you've been doing? Yes. Uh, my biggest advice is, uh, you know, 
it's a reminder to myself, but just continue to be yourself. Um, you know, life is very short. We only get, you know, you know there's, a, there's a saying, YOLO. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. YOLO, we use it in the most <laughs> funnest ways, but YOLO also, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it means more than just that. You know what I mean? You live, you live life only once. And, and my thing is, you know, we are all, you have, we all have a gift, we all have a calm, we all have a purpose, you know, we all matter. And so how are we trying to make a difference in, you know, in our world? How are we making a difference towards our loved ones? How are we leaving an impact? You know, I've been blessed that um, in my calling, I've been able to inspire a lot of people that I never thought I would inspire. Um, when I went in the office, I got over a thousand messages. Ooh. And uh, over those thousand messages, I wanted to make sure I got back to every single person. Why? Because it means the most to me, you know? So you wrote back to all of them? I got back to every single person. Wow. I locked myself in, in my room for two days. I mean, I made sure I got food downstairs, things like that. But I, I didn't want to step out. I wanted to get back to everybody's message promptly, promptly and, you know, as soon as possible because it meant the absolute world to me. So uh, if you ever see my Instagram or you've seen, you know, uh, my stories, like I'm, I'm really big on gratitude. You know what I mean? Yes. When someone goes out their way to say something nice about you or, mm -hmm. how, you know, uh, it, you know, it, to me, it means a lot. You know what I mean? It's not something that gets scoffed at. So my, right. my advice would be, one, you know, never forget where you come from. Mm -hmm. Continue to give back. And uh, you never know who you're, who you're inspiring. You don't know who's watching you, you least expected. You know, some of the best comments I've ever heard is people wishing me very well in like, Saying like you know, may God bless you immensely and, and, and take you to heaven. Like what? Like someone praying you to go to heaven is top tier yes. compliment. And then the second thing I've heard is from mom saying, you know what? I want my son to be just like you. Like you know, there's nothing. You know that, that that's everything. You know, you know, like yes. you know, I I, I never stopped, thought my wise dreams to sit down like when I'm living my purpose, doing me that I'm inspiring other mo mothers and other people. You know, I want your mm -hmm. son. You know, I want my son to be like to you, be whatever. Like you. Yeah, it, it means the world. So, yeah. um, you never know who you, who you speak, uh, who you're inspiring when you least expect it. I value, I value people's lives, and mm -hmm. I think I will continue to you know bless you in your trajectory and your journey. Wow, thank you so much uh, for that wisdom. And I really do appreciate you for, uh, you know, making an effort to connect back with the people. Um, because if anything, that culture actually instills more connection and it makes people, you know, identify with you as a real person as opposed to just sending out messages without, you know, connecting with your people. Yeah. So what is your um, Instagram if anybody wants to follow you? Yes, yeah, so my Instagram is underscore moprince underscore. So you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok, okay. underscore Prince underscore. You can find me on Twitter, uh, underscore uh, Prince, uh 15 And uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm very approachable. You mm -hmm. know, you can reach out to me, any of you guys. You know, I'm all about showing love and, and, and networking and all that. So yeah, these are the okay. places you guys can reach out to me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mohammed. It's been such a pleasure having you, you on the show. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more great things from you. We uh, will definitely invite you back here once your documentary is out. And yeah, we'll just kind of follow up with you on that. Sounds good. Thank All you right. so much. Love. Our Thank celebrity councilman is in the house today. This are gonna, we're going to call this the quick fire. Quick fire questions, bro. Let's, let's go. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, if you had one African restaurant that you love in Washington State, where would you eat? Juba. Juba. Yes. It's my, it's my restaurant. Antiquola, by the way. Shout out to Juba. Shout out to Juba. Shout out, shout out. If you had $50 to spend at Pike Market, where would you go? Ooh, fifty dollars to use a uh, so, so pike market, pike market. Oh, uh, pike market. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll give me a salmon. Salmon. All right. Okay. If you had to lose one of your five social medias, I'm talking either your TikTok, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Facebook. What would you lose? Ooh. WhatsApp. WhatsApp is in there too. I'm good. And WhatsApp. Oh yeah. WhatsApp. First of all, I gotta go. <laughs> 
But that's too easy. If I have to say Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok, okay. I'm gonna say and Twitter. Yeah. I'm gonna say Twitter. Twitter is a toxic place, it's not a real place. It's your birthday. You have five gift cards. Okay. hundred dollars for Target, twenty dollars for Zara, twenty dollars for H and M, and two hundred dollars for Walmart. Which which gift card would you take? Ooh, I'm gonna say Walmart. I'm a sucker for you know all snacks and things like that. And um, yeah, some places got canceled because mm -hmm. of the whole Gaza situation. So yeah, we're not trying to get we're not trying to get canceled. So I'm gonna say yeah. Uh, sorry, actually, I'll repeat that question. I'm gonna repeat that. Please repeat that again. Okay. Yeah. So if you had this is your birthday, yeah. you have a hundred dollars. This gift cards, $100 for Target, $40 for H&M. So I do it one more time. My apologies. Do it one okay, more time. okay. All right. This is your gift card for your birthday. Mm -hmm. But you have to choose one. Right. $100 gift card from Target. Yep. $40 gift card from Zara. Okay. $40 gift card from H&M. Mm -hmm. Or $200 worth of gift cards from Walmart. Damn, that's a good question. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Walmart. I'm gonna say Walmart because I'm a sucker for a lot of goodies. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I love my cereal, I love my snacks, I like my chips, mm -hmm. all that. So, fifty dollars for Walmart, I can do a lot with that. So I'm gonna say Walmart. Walmart. What's your favorite color? Favorite color is green. Favorite place and in the world? I'm a favorite. Wait, 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 Celtics. Celtics. All right, so shout out to Celtics. All right, I like Celtics. I like Celtics. There you go. There you go. What does your Monday morning look like? Monday morning looks like first of all praying, mm -hmm. uh, getting coffee, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, getting my work done. You know, there's nothing more liberating than getting your work done in the morning when everybody's slowly waking up. So I'm a morning person. So, all right, we have one free round. Uh, like, uh, what's it called? We have one free ticket to Africa for yes. holidays in December. Which country would you visit? Kenya, because Kenya. I was born in Kenya, Nairobi, right. and I uh, wanted to pick up a little bit of Swahili. Yeah, yeah visit my birth country, you know, so yeah. How many siblings do you have? I am the oldest of eight siblings. I have one brother, six sisters. If you, if you had a plus one and something very important to you, you have to choose only one of them. Who's your favorite? Ooh. <laughs> Are you talking about my siblings or my cousins? Your siblings, huh? we can't go for I'm gonna have to say my brother and I just because you know me and him were a year and a half apart and uh, yeah we've done we damn near done everything in life together so yeah he's a that's a, that's my partner so yeah I'll take him. All right, and this is probably uh, a a good question. Yes. All right, if you had to change any of the players of Seahawks, who would you replace? The quarterback, the, the center, the front? Who would you replace? The coach? The I water would, boy? Yeah, I would personally have to change. Gino and I love Gino. Okay. Because when there was when people was writing him off, he wasn't right back. And I yeah. love that quote. And Absolutely. I love what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But Gino's time I think slowly has expired. Mm -hmm. We need a better quarterback, more durable, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we need someone that's better than Russell that can take us to the promised land. So Correct. Quarterback. All right. This is the last one. Right. You have, you have a group of friends, boys, your boys somewhere in the weekend. Yeah. Yes. So we have five teams and all these are all in Seattle. Correct. All rain. A ladies soccer field yes. yeah we have the Seahawks yes we have the uh, the soccer team what's what's he called what's he called um Seattle Sounders Seattle Sounders yeah and then we have our hockey our ice hockey Sorry, do, that yeah. question, do that question one okay. more time Sorry. okay so Sounders let me remember what the, what's the hockey called uh, hockey so Krakens okay wait all right bro this is a weekend you and your boys all right but we can only give you five tickets to one of these games okay okay ticket number one all the rain ladies this is gonna be a, a vip yes. all ladies football team okay washington number two seattle Kraken ice hockey now this is a half vip yeah but yep. you know what i'm saying yeah number 
Uh, number three, Seattle Sounders. Okay. Uh, regular seats. Okay. For the Seattle Sounders. Okay. And we have nosebleeds for Seahawks. Wow. I would say, I would take the Seattle Sounders. The Seattle Sounders. Why? Because Why? we're gonna have the Seattle People World Cup. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, we, I need to get myself a little more comfortable because Correct. it's gonna happen in a few years. We are. Hopefully, we can have Messi come out here and things mm -hmm. like that. So yeah, it's gonna be really popping for the city of Seattle. You know what I mean? To have okay. the People World Cup in Seattle, we're yeah. one of the lucky cities. So I'm gonna say Seattle Sounders, and I'll take the regular tickets. Ah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then the last question, yes. teach our people how to say hi in any language that you know, apart from English? I would say in any language, my God, okay. Ni hao. Ni hao. What does ni hao mean? I think it means hi, but I could be educated. <laughs> and, and, and if I'm wrong, please, hey, don't go crazy on me. Don't go crazy on me. But I'm going to say ni hao. Ni hao. I appreciate you, bro. Thank, thank you, man.